Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. Who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her Oh, hi there. It's Tardy to the Party. Sick. He's Bill Nutter. I'm Dan Roos. Both Pop Culture Holes. Very speedy. We missed the first time around. And this is an offshoot of our Disney Through the Decade series. We've been doing We're ready to go in chronologically. Completely through the Disney Through the Decade. Stuff on Disney Plus service. And I got in my head, hey, we should do the Fleischer Brothers, a Gulliver Travels from 1939 to see what was going up against uh, Walt Disney's So White to see if it was comparable. Yeah, and turns out it's not. Not at all. It's fucking terrible. Is <laughs> uh, this our first Fleischer Brothers project? I'd be kind of surprised if Yeah, I think so. Well, I guess there's not much yeah. to talk about. There's the Fleischer Brothers shorts, and they only did two features. This is the first one. Um, yeah. And they're fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming the second one, Mr. Bug Goes to Town, probably isn't a lot better. Um, well, so what happened part? was... Yeah, okay, yeah, you go ahead. I read the, I read the pitch meeting for <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, and it was it, it, it read like this. Hey, you know that short that Walt Disney did about the, the all the elves at the North Pole, and they do stuff, and they, and they just keep doing it, and they make a montage of it? What if we did a whole movie about that? Was that... Wait, said, what do you mean you read the pitch, pitch for that? Are there documents online Bill, I just, from, like, their, their... I, I just... Bill, I just made that up as a... Oh, uh, why? You never know. There could be archival Fleischer <laughs> Brothers stuff. And you know what? That's almost... <laughs> that 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 sounds like what happened. They were like, what's the cheapest thing? Why? So I guess originally what the genesis of this movie was, I guess the Fleischer Brothers had been asking Paramount Pictures, which was the studio that was funding most of the movie... Or most of the cartoon shorts they ever made. For the longest time, they were like, we'd like to do a feature because... <laughs> Um, they had done longer cartoon shorts, like the they what they did the two like twenty minute long Popeye shorts that were in color, and so they were already messing around with longer form uh, cartoons more than even the Disney company was. So it makes sense that they would yeah. have been the first ones pushing to make a feature. And I'm assuming they would have probably tried to make a Popeye feature first because Popeye was their big bread bread breadwinner, and that you know that was the basis for all their twenty minute shorts. Um, and I guess Paramount was like, no, that sounds stupid, but then Snow White came out, made a million dollars, and suddenly Paramount was like, we want you guys to make a feature, and we need it in less than a year and a half. We need we need it as soon as humanly possible. And yeah. so, I guess they just bashed this together in less than 18 months! Um, man, just pre-production, even before they drew, even before they first drew, drew the, like, the finished first cell of Snow White was 18 months. Uh, that was 18 yeah. months of, like, story meetings and character designs and stuff like that. And then act the actual production of Snow White was another 18 months, so that was, like, three years' worth of work. This is, like, they went from 0 to 60 on Gulliver's Travels in less than a year and a half. Uh, the, I guess, uh, fucking, um, Snow White must have come out, like, in early 1939, or, was it, 38? And this came out, like, exactly 18 months later at the end of 39. And man, it shows because they took some fucking shortcuts. <laughs> what are you talking this, about? This is one. This may be one. This is, I mean, this is not me. This is definitely one of the worst things, at least from my perspective. This is one of the worst things we've ever talked about on the show. Um, mm. It's definitely probably the worst cartoon. It is fucking mm. terrible. It's just. I had seen. What's your experience with the goddamn thing? I think. We had it on one of those DVDs that's like, eight cartoons, yeah. I want DVD. I think we had it, and I discovered it via that. 
or maybe an old VHS? I don't know, but I knew of it. I had seen it before. Yeah, this has been in public domain for, like, at least decades, yeah. so it's always been yeah. one of the defaults. I mean, it's one yeah, of the rare, like, feature-length cartoons that's... Well, I guess these days, time, enough time has passed, but even when I was a kid, there weren't too many feature-length cartoons that were in the public domain, so this one got passed around a lot. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I had seen I, clips. I, I, but... And I was a stupid kid, so I'd watch it. I didn't know it's fucking Garbo. You hadn't but... seen the whole thing, though, right? You just seen bits and pieces? No, I'd seen the whole thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> why did you subject it? If you knew what was coming, why did you do this to us? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is an interesting... This this really does put Snow White into interesting context, because yeah, we just did Snow White. And I feel a little bad, especially after watching this. We did dog on Snow White because, we, like, you know, we were like, you know, we, we did that thing. We grew up with Disney nerds, but at the same time, we do acknowledge that, like, some of the Disney features have not aged that well and are a little bit of a hard watch. But man, this fucking makes Snow White look like fucking Frozen in comparison because this is like. The Flasher Brothers, they were really good at, like, animation and they did some interesting technical things, but yeah, they just did not have the vision or the focus that the, that the Disney studio had. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Disney, of course, was lucky because they had, you know, Walt Disney himself, and he was a, even though he's a fucking maniac, he was a kind of a storytelling genius, and he was always, like, very much like, there needs to be a focus, there needs to be a focused, um, emotional element, we need strong characters, and, like, not that everything, not that everything he ever did, you know, turned to gold or was perfect or anything like that, but it was along the right path. This just shows what happens, you got a bunch of fuckheads just kind of just put, bashing together something... Like, even if they had all the time and money in the world, I don't think the Fleischer Brothers would have probably put together much of an interesting first feature. They probably would have been probably more technically advanced. Um, I love how in the- Are you saying the plot in Popeye cartoons weren't brilliant? <laughs> well, at least in the Popeye cartoons, like the Alibaba one. Like, I can't remember if it's both or just the one where they did the thing where instead of, like, hand-painted backgrounds, it's like little model sets that run a turntable. Which, that yeah, looks yeah. cool as hell. When they start moving that stuff and it's actually, like, three-dimensional death, at least that's a cool, unique thing. Because I, I wonder if they even knew back then, they were like, we can't, like, take on Disney in terms of, like, story and character, but we can do, like, weird little technical stuff like that. Although it's funny that, like, as technical-minded as the Fleischer Studio could be, they still weren't smart enough to put together something like the multiplane camera, which is what the, you know, Abiworks invented for the Disney uh, uh, Corporation, which was still in use all the way up until fucking... Uh, fucking Little Mermaid and shit until that got replaced with the uh, digital multiplane effects and stuff like that. And yeah, this is this is probably like the biggest, pro probably the biggest thing that the Flash Brothers ever did in terms of just sheer scope and scale. And it's fucking terrible though. It's the worst. <laughs> Like, fuck it, it's the rotoscoping is what kills it. Like, yeah. like, I mean, not that all the stuff with the little push-ins are all that good, but, like, fucking, it's just, this This movie made the case for why rotoscoping can't just carry your whole goddamn movie. I mean, the story is also terrible in this movie, but even from an animation perspective, it looks terrible. And Although when combined I, I mean, with the cartoony characters... I, I, I do think they did a better job with the rotoscoping than Disney did in their stuff. Well, and, well, although like it, Disney it, it doesn't, it doesn't that the rotoscoping is can't carry a, f a film though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it. I mean, they did a better job with it, but it also doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a, it's a weird mixture. It's it's interesting that like Disney didn't actually use that much rotoscoping, especially in their 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 shorts. There's not that much rotoscoping. Probably the, the most amount of rotoscoping they really did was 
uh, some of the rotoscoping for Snow White, and I think all of the prints in Snow White are rotoscoped. And I, it seems that, like, once they did that, they were like, okay, and I, I'm sure, actually, after after this came out, after uh, Gulliver's Travels came out, they must have realized, okay, like, rotoscoping plus the Cuphead-style characters, that combination is never going to work. Because then, was it Pinocchio was their next feature for Disney? And yeah. that is more... All the characters look like, uh, I, I could see, if Fleischer had done Pinocchio, they would have done a rotoscope Geppetto with, like, a cartoony cuphead. Uh, this is yeah. the last episode of the party of the party, I get to use the cuphead <laughs> adjective so much. But they, they would have made Pinocchio look like a cuphead character. Whereas at least when Pinocchio Disney was like, okay, we need to make all the characters actually look like they're from the same universe, even if Geppetto's supposed to be a live human being and, and, and Pinocchio's like the, the animated puppet. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna assume they probably looked at Gulliver's Travels as the ultimate case, where like, okay, this is a dead end in terms of, like, aesthetics. Which is funny, because <laughs> how much, how much, you can totally tell how much an animated film is gonna suck, depending on how much rotoscoping there is in it, because this shows you what a fucking hack that Ralph Bakshi is. That Ralph Bakshi yeah, must have seen yeah. Gulliver Shadow and was like, you know what? I'm gonna build my entire career on this. I'm gonna do... <laughs> like, yeah, I still remember seeing Cool World in theaters and so much of that had weird, like, rotoscoping shit. And I know, like, he did, like, there's a lot of rotoscoping. It's not even really rotoscoping. I think in Lord of the Rings there's a lot of stuff where he actually just shot live-action footage, run it through a Xerox, Xerox machine. Yep. Oh, and yeah. so it's not even... There's not even the hand-drawn element to it. It's practically just no. almost live-action footage. It looks terribly. Just put some red eyes and yeah, and, and that, that's the, how he tries to cover it up. Like it's not really shit. rotoscoping if I just put red eyes on all the rotoscope. And it's like, no, it doesn't work. He could just the human eye can just tell. Mm -hmm. And so, thank God Disney kind of backed away from the rotoscoping after like the little bit they used in Snow White, and I'm sure there's little bits of rotoscoping in others. Although it's it's weird too because the whole rotoscoping thing, people confuse rotoscoping with using reference footage. And yeah. depending on how closely they copy the reference footage, it kind of can almost look like rotoscoping sometimes. But generally, though, after Snow White, Disney... I mean, Disney re also recycled a lot of animation, too, yeah. and people confuse that with rotoscoping, too. Rotoscoping is literally just tracing. Uh, yep. And that technically, rotoscoping is still used today. That's how they describe anything, like even special visual effects, when you're just cut and pasting characters with a Cintiq that's technically... Anything that involves going in by hand and tracing or cutting around an oh, object. I've, I've heard a scanner darkly be called rotoscoping. That's rotoscoping, because that is all the yeah. characters... Like, although rotoscoping is usually stuff by hand, I think a lot of the scanner darkly stuff was done, like, with a computer program, or it was, like... A lot of that stuff was hand-drawn, but, like, if it's just automated by a computer, I don't... Me, personally, I don't consider that rotoscoping so much, even if it results in the same... <laughs> practically the same kind of visual effect, but... Yeah. Gulliver's Travels, 1939. <laughs> oh, how's it start? Well, it starts with opening credits, rolling over a music melody of all the songs we'll be forgetting. As all two and a half theater. songs in this, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then it's some... I'm, I, hey, I'm... It's writing. I'm Gulliver. I, <laughs> I give my faithful history of most interesting adventure in the South Sea. Blah, blah, blah. Does he blah, even narrate over I can't remember if you don't even no, hear his voice no, until... No, 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 Which is terrible, because you see words. <laughs> this is the most Gulliver we get for the next 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah, the fifth day of November, 1699. Blah, blah, blah. Storm blew my ass overboard <laughs> on the big boat that I was the only crew member on. Yeah. They do decent water effects for not being Disney. Well, there's also a live-action, like, flying boats over the, the opening yeah. credits. That's actually probably the coolest-looking thing in the whole movie. But yeah, he gets... 
Uh, you know, the, 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 Fle the Fleischer Brothers, I mean, we always give Disney props for really good water effects, but they, the water effects of this movie are pretty good. Yeah. Especially yeah, if they were so... pressed for time. I'm kind of surprised they, like, didn't, like, they could have easily just chopped out on the water stuff, but they did definitely try to go for, like, a Disney-style effect with all the water in this movie. Yeah. And, uh, so now meet Mr. Rotoscope. Here he is, walking <laughs> out of the water and passing out on a beach. And it's so obviously just the heft and the weight of the character. I mean, it's fine. I, I, at least with something like, was it the waking life thing that you mentioned? At least was if it's all rotoscoped, your eye can eventually adjust and you just kind of used to it. But when it's rotoscope animation contrasted with, like, fucking, like, the next character shows up, the, the Night Watchman Cuphead-style character... It just never meshes, and the whole movie just consistently just looks weird to the eye for us. Although it's not like it's not like it's not like Gulliver does anything for the next forty-five minutes, so it really is just Cuphead animation from here on out. Yeah. yeah. And now here's Gabby. He looks like if you took all the likable things from every other cartoon character, shit on that, and threw it away, so you're only left with the bad things, and he smells like shit. Yeah, he's kind of like Baby Popeye. Because he's got, like, the grimace face, and he's got red hair, and he's just complaining about it. I guess he's the night watchman for the little push in town. Well, he's, he's got to sing all's well, what's a rainy day, there's a light ahead, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, that's blah, one of, like, then, the two and a half songs in the then, movie. Then he complains about, I don't know why they make me sing that song. The, per the poet who wrote it was certainly wrong, because sometimes he talks in rhyme, sometimes he doesn't, which is one of, like, the most annoying things you could do with a character, I feel. Yeah. What, kind of, like, like, yeah. like, lampshade what they're doing, or... No, just sometimes they rhyme oh, yeah. in their sentences, and then other times they well, don't. Well, is that the lyric? Is that what they're calling out in the song? Uh, no, he's singing the song. Oh, it's know, just, oh, you, that's your meta commentary. Then, I don't know if you were quoting and, the song where he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know <laughs> no, why my song and, doesn't rhyme, which I can see that. No, and then, the movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he's bitching. I don't know why they make me sing that song. Okay. The person who sung it. Who wrote it was totally wrong. And man, they make this asshole walk around town just screaming all as well. There's a lot of him just walking around screaming just stuff in this movie. God, what's the joke later where he's like, he's like, everyone in town is like, I think it was when he's learning everyone to. We'll get there later. But. We'll get there. Also, do you know who does his voice? I am assuming the guy who does Popeye's voice has got to be mixed in here. I don't know if it's him or... He's, he is he is mixed in there. No, this is the guy who originally did uh, Goofy's voice. Pinto Kolvig? Yeah. Ah, okay. I'm glad to see he's getting... I wonder... Wait, did he get, like, fired from Disney? Because I wonder... I never thought about, like, cross-contamination of voice actors between the studios this early on in the, the animation industry. Was he just doing voices for both Fleischer and Disney? I guess. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, um, no, the guy the guy who did uh, Popeye did uh, King Little. Oh, and this? What are yeah. the names of the two kings? I will get to that in a king, second. King Bombo. Okay, because this... this uh, yeah, okay, fuck the king. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> I just watched this night before last, and it's all coming back to me now. I just want to punch myself in the face. Okay, anyway. I mean, then again, there's not a lot yeah. to talk about, but... No, I... Yeah, I so, my <laughs> average... It's, it's pretty consistent. I take eight pages of notes. That's my average okay. for every, every movie we do. This is four. I so. had my... I had my Google do document open 
And I spent the whole movie just waiting to type something into it. I just did nothing. I didn't take a single note. It's just okay. Yeah. I fell asleep three times during. I got to the point where I literally had like, because usually if I'm like, I only usually drink Coke while I'm recording the podcast, but the rest of the week I'm drinking like diet soda or tap water or whatever. And I was like, I, I, I had to like literally slap myself awake and drink a Coke just to get the caffeine to stay up. Because it was just like, it's so fucking boring. I can't, oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's only like an hour. And that's, it's not long. I mean, it's, yeah, no. it's like, yeah, it's the bare minimum of what you need to consider an animated feature, an animated feature. And it feels like it took like four hours to get through. Yeah. So he sings and all the way to Gulliver and he trips over his hand and then realizes what it is and races away, looks back, sees a giant, races away, does it a couple times, look back, see a giant, all the way to the castle. He's stopped by some guards because the king's meeting with another king about their stupid, stupid kids getting married. Yeah. And the two kings the are essentially, night, like, they're essentially the same character design, except their torsos have been flipped. One has like a low-hanging mm-hmm. belly and the other one has like a high rose and chest. But they're essentially yeah. kind of like, like and that's just, that, that's it. And, then, and they suck ass. Oh my god. So, King Bumbo, he's big and proud, blah, blah, blah. And, and King Little, he's... Um, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Bumbo's so, kind of the quote-unquote villain. Because he's the one that yeah. ends up attacking the everyone else. He's yeah. the he's the dad dude, of the dude. Do you know the Gulliver's Travel story? All I know is from the Ted Danson TV movie adaptation <laughs> from like 1996, which actually I did when I went looking for this on YouTube because we're, we're watching this now. Well, at least I'm watching. I, the Gulliver's Travel is available on YouTube, uh, and like I saw that was that was on YouTube too, and I was like, I wonder. If, I was like, for a moment, I was like, I wonder if we should do that for Tardy the Party someday. And I'm like, no, I think that's like four hours long. It might be a bit. Oh, that's that's a whole miniseries. That's I think that's like six. That's hours what I'm saying. Maybe. But I remember because I think there's like four different adventures he goes on because it isn't he go like there's a horse yeah the winnems the, there's a bunch of Does different he end up I think gulliver, like everyone's big and he's tiny yeah i think so and like it's weird that gulliver's travels always focuses on like the little it people, is so never weird. the other stuff i guess there must be something about that image of gulliver just being tied down by the little pushins well and i know like what is it jonathan swift wrote that shit was it John Lewis? I know it's supposed to be all wow. the different stuff supposed to be like political allegories. No one cares about the political allegories. They just think a big guy being tied down by little people is funny. <laughs> so they only ever add it, adapt the, the first. I remember when the Ted Danson adaptation came out in the 90s, they were advertising like, this is the entire complete text of you get to see the other three adventures he goes on. And no one gave a shit because who gives a fuck? <laughs> Uh, Nobody gives a shit about any made-for-TV movie. Well, yeah, I mean that was like right when that stuff was dying out. It was like, like, like late. I think the last like major TV miniseries was like 1999. So that was definitely one of the last big ones, like right up there. And then the like, well, like the Lost Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah, the Tenth Kingdom. Got to watch the Tenth, Tenth Kingdom. Kingdom shit. Need to do a commentary for that. I remember watching that when it aired, and I didn't realize at the time I was like watching one of the last major TV miniseries ever. Anywho, man, the special anyway. effects for that stuff was always because it was always produced. It was never like professional special effects house. It was always like in-house special effects people who did like the credits for Alf doing the special effects <laughs> for that stuff. So all that stuff always looked terrible. I loved it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, so these assholes are looking at wedding cakes. And oh yeah. Rings and stuff. And did you notice there's a moment? Where uh, they bring in the wedding ring, and Prince Bombo says, "May I?" And Little's like, "Please." Uh, where I, I, I did a frame by frame, oh, no. and the the King Little vanishes for one frame, 
<laughs> just fucking Why vanishes. Why not? And, I, yeah. and, and it looks like they put two cells on top of each other for King Bombo. Really? Do they flip How it you... to, to replace Little? No, he's on top of himself. Oh, top. So okay, like so there's hands. definitely like a registration error. Okay, so they they fuck something up. I thought you were suggesting like, yeah, that like whatever. maybe they lost and damaged the cell for little and like somehow flipped the cell to because they no, look so no no no. It is just like for one frame everything goes cut. Yeah, I'm not for one frame. Little vanishes and then he pops back the next frame and okay, the, the the bombo is stacked on top you of can himself. Pretty much guarantee as little as this movie has been seen for the last century. Assuming anyone at the Fleischer Brothers studio ever even realized that mistake, you're probably the first human being outside of the studio to ever even know. <laughs> like, yeah, when you die, and when everyone who listens to this podcast dies, we will be the last people in history who are aware that there's an animation mistake in that scene in Gulliver's Travels. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sure. Hi, goddamn, ah, goddamn. <sighs> so, and I was watching it at 1.5 speed when that happened too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I need to start doing that. I <laughs> I always forget that's even an option. Oh god, now I forgot there's fucking it... What's wrong with the daughter? Am oh, I she's skipping so ahead gross. to Princess Waterface? Oh, so... Okay, so I'll get to that. Oh person. Jesus so Christ! They smell flowers. Oh, Look at rings. I need to scratch my hair because I'm just like oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> they taste. <laughs> you know, like they eat the King Bombo tastes the cake and goes wow. Oh, yeah. it's vanilla. Great. So then the ugly-ass princess sings an ugly-ass song about faithful as some birds are there looking all romantic or whatever. Okay, so I I know I just went off on a tangent for 20 minutes ago about, like, the the, the, the drawbacks of, um, uh, rotoscoped animation versus, like, the, 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 the terrible cuphead animation. It seems like the princess, they couldn't decide which they wanted to do, because the prince is obviously mostly rotoscoped. The princess! Yeah. It seems like they tried, that was the one attempt by the Fleischer Studios in this film to say, okay, we're going to try to do a human character, but we're not going to try to completely rotoscope her, so we're going to try to try to draw her by hand, but we don't know how to draw people, so she's just going to look like a monster. Um, they just hired the person who made the Goddess of Spring because it's the same lady's voice. Oh, it is? Uh, yeah. Again, was there only, was there only like three women singing in, in Hollywood in <laughs> 1930s? What the hell's going on? Uh-huh. And so, yeah, she's singing, and it's weird, too, because, like, I think the animators were only comfortable with drawing her head from a couple very specific poses, because her head kind of pops from one pose to the next in a really kind of weird mm-hmm. way that, like, and they do that thing where, like, her body is still, and the only part that's animating is her head, so her head's kind of, like, just t- tilting and popping like a bad animatronic robot that's breaking down while she's singing. Yeah. And thank God they decided to cut away, because I knew kids would be bored by this so they have just two <laughs> birds that are kind of like miming the emotions of the scene which this is one of the fundamental because i this is the, this is the weird structure of this movie is so it's called gulliver's travels but gulliver's only in the first like 30 seconds of the movie and disappears for the next 45 well practically i mean yeah. people are carrying on, on top of him but then it suddenly switches to this drama of the kings and then mm-hmm. it switches the drama of these two people who, they have no discernible characters. Do we even hear them speak no. outside of them singing to each other? The, the you, prince? Hear, uh, you hear the prince speak once. But they have no care. Like, the, 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 it seems no. like the prince and the princess are supposed to be, like, the, the emotional driving force. But no, it's the most cliche, like, the drama. This is supposed to be the dramatic heart of the film, are the prince and the princess. But it's the most lame-ass fucking 
prince singing up to a princess like up on a tower. And yeah, I will sing my emotions to you. And even if by 1939 standards, this must have been terrible. Because there's no characters. There's not even character development. There's no characters. They're just there. No. It's like it's like watching a movie poster sing to itself. It's just <laughs> flaccid and empty. Uh -huh. It's like uh, just contrasting this to like not that Snow White is super like emotionally complex or anything, but uh, but at least there's a story there where it's like okay, there's a princess and her name's Snow White and she's driven into exile because of a wicked queen and the wicked queen is watching for her and 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 the dwarves are helping her out and there's at least like a story. There's no mm -hmm. story here. It's just no. animation for the sake of animation's sake, and it's not even that good animation. So no wonder this movie just oof. Anyway, go ahead. So Bumbo's like, hey, that song's fucking rocking as hell. We're, and the other king says, yeah, that track is bumping. We're playing it at the wedding tomorrow. And Bumbo's like, the fuck you say, bitch? We're playing forever. It's the song of whatever the fuck his kingdom's name is. You know, it took me forever to realize what this gag was going to turn out to be. Like, what they were... Yeah. Like, I don't know why. Like, it got to be about three quarters of the movie. I was like, oh, they're going to... Because, like, the one king, he wants the, them to sing at the wedding forever. And the other mm. king wants them to sing wants them to sing a song called Faithful. Yeah. And they start fighting about it. And this is like this is the the impetus for the, 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 the for the conflict that happens throughout the rest of the film. Yep. So they argue back and forth. It'll be forever faithful. And they go back and forth, back and forth, and then Bumble gets real mad and says it'll be forever and there'll be no wedding. And King Little is like, bitch, you love Faithful. That song is awesome. And he tries to dance with them, and then Bumble's like, it's war, and smashes the cake. He's a real asshole. Did they do the thing so where he... they show, like, the little prince and princess, like, yeah, they're little dolls from the top of the cake yeah. that, like, shattered yeah. on the... Which, that's kind of, that's probably the most dramatically Symbolism. interesting thing that happens in the whole movie. So then he starts to leave, and he sees how sad King Little is, and he starts to reconsider, but Gabby rushes past him, and the guards accidentally grab Bumbo, and, and he screams, it's war, after beating up those guards and leaves. Oh, yeah. you know what, this must have been one of the times I was falling asleep, because I didn't even totally miss that part, where, like, it almost seemed like the kings could have reconciled by themselves, that's interesting, okay. Yeah. So then, um... Gabby keeps trying to tell the king that there's a giant on the beach, but he's too busy being sad about war or whatever. And then Bumbo leaves and tells his spy it's war. And his, his son Sing warbles forever at glory, which is the daughter's Is name. this the thing where then the king Bumbo is, like, listening from, like, an alcove? And this goes uh -huh. on for five minutes where it's this is the part where the princess... Or the prince is singing up to the princess up in the tower. They're just doing the most boilerplate Romeo and Juliet. Like, we're not going to come up with an actual character or interesting takes for these characters. They're just going to do, like, the shit that you'd see in a high school play in, like, 1925. Like, mm -hmm. some idiot's idea of romance from, like, 100 years ago. While the king just sits in an alcove, King Bombo, the dad <laughs> of the prince, just, it's just this weird... Somebody at the animation studio must have thought this was hilarious. That he would just spend yeah. the whole song just cutting back to the king, just making these random mushmouth faces like not even specific emotions but he's just like being so moved by the song that his face is just turning into rubber and just getting mashed around and it's like a bad gag from one of the cartoon shorts that goes on forever just to pad out the length of this film and it's just i mean i guess they wanted to have the song in the movie because i guess because snow white was a musical they felt obligated they needed like a certain quota of songs in the movie but i guess rather than just because well they must have known that their, their 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 ability to animate people with shit, so they had to keep on cutting back to the Cuphead characters like King Bombo to do shtick. 
to keep the audience entertained while this fucking idiot song keeps on droning on. But it's it's like this. There's only like three, two or three shots of Bombo that are just constantly recycled for the whole three minutes of the song. So it's not yeah. even like there's no entertainment value. It's just this animation loop of him just like big making faces, and that's the that's a whole segment of this movie. It's terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> I'm just so, impressed by even by 1939 standards. This had to be bad. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, hey, King Bombo and King Little. Both songs suck ass. You probably shouldn't be fighting. <laughs> I mean, they this. are just two halves of the same. I'm trying to think. There's nothing. Oh, it's Emmett Otter's Drug Band Christmas where they do the gag where like two people are singing different songs throughout the whole thing. And at the end, they realize it's it's. Although at least in uh, Emmett Otter's Drug Band Christmas, the songs are kind of counterpoint to each other. Whereas these two songs are just literally just like the two different halves of the song. They're just glued. Together. Like it's there's not like. Shut the fuck up. We need to get done with this. I don't want to talk about this any longer than we have. <laughs> Christ almighty. Well, oh, God, I just paused the movie while talking, and Gabby or Gummo or whatever his name is just making the worst... Right? Oh, there's nothing worse than Cuphead animation. St paused on the wrong screen, and you just realize how badly drawn the individual cells are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, oh. so uh, Bumbo has his spies stay behind. They're very conspicuous. Yeah, well, it's three so, people in cloaks... That almost like yeah. evil, like Jewish caricatures or something like that. Like they have their hooked mm. nose hanging over these cloaks, and there's. Yeah, it's just, I'm gonna so, play with my Star Wars action figures. While <laughs> <laughs> make them more you feel good. I'm gonna make these two kiss. <laughs> so G Gabby screams eventually at the king. There's a giant on the beach. Well, there's a that's right in the yeah, face, okay, and then yeah. he gets blue in the face, and the king's like, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't tell me sooner. Speak up." Oh. Wubble, wubble, and then wubble. he tells Gabby to go handle it. So Gabby rings. Big old church bells screaming. There's a giant on the beach. Every boy, come help! Is this the, they is all this go the thing deal with it? Like, there's a giant on the beach. There's a giant on the beach. Is that? Yeah. G there's a gag like that where everyone was repeating. Anyway, but anyone who ends up with their pitchforks yeah. and torches to go out to the yep. beach forms a big angry mob to go take care of the giant on the beach. And it's real. It's real funny. See what happens. What happens <laughs> is they walk. They walk onto the giant, and they can't find the giant. And it's been a see, long time. You see time. what happens? No, shut up. See, what happens is they're standing on him, so they can't find the giant. Cause they're and they make fun of Gabby because they can't find it, including including a baby mostly slack. <laughs> What's he doing there? You know, he's he's this is before his boxing career took off. He, he mostly slack had to come from somewhere. Come on, yeah. yeah. So then uh, the guy, an old man with one of those. You no, know, I can see that actually because mm. Jamosis lacks canonical backstory is that he's a refugee from a from a fun Fleischer Brothers Fleischer cartoon. Brothers cartoon, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, so that old man with one of those ear horns gets bumped up and down, so he listens to the chest and hears the heartbeat. Yeah. And then he breathes well, and, and the whole setup is that there's like away. on fucking Gulliver's chest, and you see the buttons and everything like that. And they, yeah. this goes on for too long, where they're like, it's obviously you know where they're at. Welcome to the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. So, Gabby says some rhymes about something about tying up the giant and shit. I don't know. So the next 20 minutes is them working on that. I hope you like montages. This is like a third of the movie. It is... I mean, what, this this is, comes to the heart of what you're saying, where, like, you were joking about how they were just inspired by all the... Uh, race, like, the looped animation of all the elves at Santa's workshop working in that one Disney short. 
And that's what happens here, where it's a lot of... I mean, I, I, mean, I guess I, we just talked about how everyone just seems to be inspired to do Gulliver's Travel Stories just because of the image of the Lilliputians tying Gulliver down. And so this movie is like a third just that. And they do some interesting things. Well, actually, the most interesting, I thought, uh, was they actually dig a tunnel underneath Gulliver to lead rope so they can tie his arms together. Because yeah. usually it's just they, they throw rope over him and they tie him down. But I like that if they're, they're actually digging under him so they can actually tie even like around his back and everything like that. Which So he's like, well, you'd think it would well, be more secure, you know, but not. Because he t ends up tearing through all this shit in, in 10 seconds anyway when he wakes they, up. But they do some creative visual I mean, no, stuff-ish, yeah. but man. Or something boring. that seems to be the whole justification <laughs> for this movie existing. There's some interesting... And like, do they, they do fun stuff like... Uh, they they fire ropes over Gulliver with like these like uh uh like spears spear guns and stuff like that and yeah there's a <laughs> there's a ridiculous thing where they're trying to tie the rope the rope that they've led underneath Gulliver that they're trying to tie on his chest and they're like oh we need to we need a finger to like to tie the, the, the to, to hold the string down so we can make the knot and so they lift up Gulliver's finger so his finger could be the finger that comes down and ties the knot that's strapping him down. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's funny cartoon mm -hmm. logic. But that's like yeah, the last, you know, first and last funny thing that actually happens in this movie. <laughs> but. You don't see the finger being used on a bow tying gag much anymore. No, because that, that is... very specific to that era. Did it really, was there like 50 years where people just thought you had to need a finger to tie, tie a knot? No, you don't. It's like, you don't... No, you don't. Did people not... Like, in 1939, were they still, like... Did they need to think that you needed, like... Did, did you need someone else to, like, stick their finger in your shoe while you're tying your shoe? No! You just tie the fucking, like... I don't know. There, there must have been some kind of weird person in, like, people 1850... In the 1930s ...who decided that, like... People in the 1930s thought eating, like, arsenic was good for you. What are you <laughs> talking about? arsenic sandwiches. Yeah, exactly! Asbestos <laughs> cakes! fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's when they were still, like, eating cocaine to get yeah. rid of coughs and stuff like that, yeah. Is your baby crying? Give him some meth! Yeah. Although, so, I guess even then they knew, they, they, they well, they thought marijuana was terrible. But all this other shit, like, mm. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking use these, <laughs> use this heroin eye drops on my eyes so I have x-ray mm -hmm. vision when, yep. when I'm at the, at the White Castle, what is the 19, what, 19... 1909, the Chicago World's Fair, the white with, with the white palace and everything. Shut up, Bill. I don't know. Do you want to know how your shoe fits you? Stick it in this radioactive X-ray <laughs> <Exactly>. machine. <laughs> and it would actually work, but it would cost your foot fell off a week later. But yeah. Like, oh, the... God. I so love anyhow. olden times when they had access to all these technologies, but had no idea how to use them. Oh, no. my God. Mm. So... I guess this kingdom was pretty prepared for a giant washing up on their beach because they get the work immediately. Yeah, by dawn they've got them all strung and up. They so they get Gulliver all tied up and lift his body in the air so they can pull a platform under him and wheel him back to the middle of town where he can rage like a kaiju and I, destroy the all. I wonder village. if that's actually what happened in the original story because usually the stories I've seen they just tie him down at the beach and like. They just yell him at the beach, but yeah, they bring him back to town and everything like that, yeah. A good stiff fart, and he blows over their, their town hall. So... You know what, they did and they this... do the Jack Black Gulliver's Travels? That must have been a joke, right? Because you don't do this story Probably. in modern times without half the joke being like, Oh, he's gonna make a big poo, and it's gonna be mm -hmm. bigger than their houses. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. And then the only way to do that right is if you have, uh, uh, uh... 
the oh fuck that never mind <laughs> gonna be... i was gonna make a jurassic park reference but fucking his name fell out of my head Ooh, i could only i could only think of ian malcolm's name not the actual actor who played oh him. fuck oh yeah, ruined it for you there you go <laughs> that guy <laughs> he's like wait is he gulliver and he wakes up and he just looks like no, ah. he, no he, he's a lily put and finds jack black's file of shit that's one big pile of shit that would be one great one shot cameo <laughs> him just coming out behind yeah. him behind like from a, like like a fucking cart of fruit eating some chips he's like ah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's funny because he doesn't even laugh in that scene in the jurassic park no. yeah anyway so anyhow they take him back uh to the town and uh, the king, G Gabby goes and wakes up the king, who is sleeping peacefully for bringing on the brink of war and a giant on his beach. Yeah, seriously. But whatever. So uh, he gets changed and goes out to meet the giant, and once he sees how big he is, he hides under his bed. Great joke, Har. Ah. Glad we spent time there. So the little Putlians rob Gulliver of his pocket watch, spyglass, and gun, which goes off exploding a tower, and then that wakes him up, and... He breaks his bonds very easily because it's fucking sewing thread to him. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the like, they tied his hair to the ground and all this shit. <laughs> and like even that stuff, feel like yeah, and yeah. Which I don't know how they did because that fucking hair's a helmet. That's a good point. Yeah. That shit what? never don't moves. Don't they cut his hair too quickly after this? I mean, yeah, I think well, so. Like, maybe. but his hair never gets shorter. It's just like a gag, but yeah. they just so, don't show. But like, aren't they yeah. like? But they do have a bunch of their troops. Ready to fire well, the, on Gulliver. Yeah, the king's standing on his balcony watching the giant with Gabby, and then the king runs inside and hides. Gabby's all alone. He starts to wail and complain, so Gulliver grabs him with that famous Gulliver saying, My, my. God, which you know he says what? a thousand times. In I had to look it up, because I thought mm. maybe the voice actor had died or quit halfway through recording <laughs> his lines. Because for no reason whatsoever... Most of Gulliver's lines in this movie are my, oh my. My, my. And consistently, not just like one or two scenes. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of, I mean, you're talking about a character who's not even conscious until halfway through the, I mean, we were literally halfway through the movie and he just woke up and his first words are my, oh my. But like, it's consistently, every time he's he's approached by a new character or anything, he's just like, and it's like the same recording of him going, my, oh my. And I was yeah, like, what the happened here? Like... And they were like, hey, Tim, you got that really great Bing Crosby impression you like to do, right? How about you play Gollum? Yeah. He's it's like, funny because oh he does sound like he's doing Bing Crosby. He also sounds a little bit like, um, oh, man, did we not end up doing uh, Over the Garden Wall for the podcast? No, we did. Did we? We did. Uh, there's yeah. the giant pumpkin god who they run into like in the second episode where he's kind of doing a Bing Crosby. And I think he even says, my, oh, my, just like this, too. And I wonder if that was a like, yeah. conclusion to this. Well, that guy's obviously based off of Bing Crosby. Yeah, exactly. So. Bop -a -boop -a but I didn't think about yeah, it. Because Bing would have been. History's, one of history's greatest monsters, Bing Crosby. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I knew he beat his kids back in the day. But, like, just reading about, like, how he really knocked the shit out of them, like, the mental... Manipulation, oh my god. For such a laid-back dude. You think all of all, like, if just on on the face of it, you wouldn't think he would be the, like, oh, anyway. Any who's it. Bing, you suck ass. Ooh, so, yep. Uh, 
So he picks her up, and the funny joke is Gabby. Gabby says, oh, I got a wife and kids, millions of kids. And that's not true, Gabby. You don't have millions of kids. Nobody would fuck your dick with a 10-foot Gabby, your dick is here. so dry. <laughs> it's got cobwebs and shit. Spiders coming out of the dick hole. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You, like, uh, did they even really draw a little pushing women in this? It's yeah, mostly dudes. There. So there's probably a couple ladies running around, but even then, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So... Um, I this I did like this gag here. That's how this works out. Well, or that you do have like the little Pushin army has has like their bows and arrows drawn on on fucking Gulliver in case he does Gulliver. anything. And yeah. so you think they're about to attack. Yep, but they don't get a chance because Bumbo's navy starts firing rocks and shit at them. Yeah, from arrows the start flying in. I thought that was kind of a clever way of like, oh shit, yeah. And like even to the point that like a bunch of arrows. Did they actually hit Gulliver? But I know a bunch of arrows land on the castle wall and they spell the word forever. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. is kind of a clever way to still driving home the point. They're just upset about the song choice, which is hilarious. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But before they can pepper Gulliver with toothpicks, um, they see him sit up and fucking pussy out of there right away. They just turn around and run. And he he's like, ha, 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 ha. My, He's funny. My. My, my. No, it's not even my old my. It's just my, my. Oh, because I, I drew an illustration of him doing that on your Animal Crossing uh, uh, billboard. But fuck, okay. I have to oh, go back okay. and edit it. Oh, man. My, so... My, my. So before uh, then, he's like, I guess I'm on your side now. Is his presence just enough to scare away Bombo temporarily? Yeah. Okay, because I see that, like, he's just... Suddenly like, cu- cuts back to, like, normal stuff where he wakes up and he gets up. And so, yeah, like, everyone's celebrating up. now, because I guess he's yeah, talking away Yeah, they sing Bongo. and have a parade, singing, Oh, well, what's a rainy day? I guess this song eventually became kind of, like, the the theme for the Fleischer Brothers studio. Like, they wanted to bring the song back. It, like, became kind of their, like, when you wish upon a star. Which shows mm-hmm. just how fucked up and doomed the Fleischer Brothers studio was and this <laughs> is their oh my god anyway so um let's see where was they made clothes oh, oh yeah they, now th- now Mr. Rotos Mr. Rotoscopes gets his clothes all done or if you're watching this on Whoa. YouTube suddenly cuts to a uh, a car commercial where it's telling you in these divided times of coronavirus <laughs> you still want to buy so- a Hyundai yeah, yep. And the king stings about how everything's great as his daughter's all bee. And then, and you know, in this movie, it's like if Looney Tunes and Disney had a baby, only without the jokes, charm, good songs, no, nice really character designs, or pacing. Where it's like just not funny or like character. Yeah. Because at least the Looney Tunes were funny, and at least the Disney mm-hmm. stuff was well animated. Mm-hmm. And this has neither. <laughs> it's just totally like, well, yeah. It's so... They both had good characters. Which is funny, because I do love the Fleischer Brothers. They did some great stuff when they weren't doing this. I love the Popeye shorts. I could kind of do without most of the Betty Boop stuff, unless it's got Cab Calloway being rotoscoped into a ghost. But... Uh. Do you do you feel like if they had had more time, they could have made something good? Or I, is this what they I got? I do think they never had the story chops. Like, it would have been... I, at least the animation could have been better, and they could have come up with some better gags. Mm-hmm. And it would have been interesting if they just had made this. You know, it would have been fucking fantastic if they actually they just made this. Like, if Popeye had been Gulliver and just like went rent, went well, with like the comedy rather than just trying to make this a drama. I take but, it with a grain of salt because it's from IMDb. God, but I read Popeye tri- is a sailor. Trivia, that would have made sense. I read the trivia that it was supposed to be Popeye that, in the original drafts. Did they say why they didn't make it Popeye? 
I don't know. They probably wanted to show off their rotoscope skills. I wonder if they thought that maybe the rotoscoping, like, we don't have to worry so about so much animation if we could just trace a whole bunch. Maybe that was like they saw the goddess of spring and were like, we <laughs> that gotta would, that's the do future that. Animation. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is some David Cage of 1939 animation shit right here, where it's totally divorced. <laughs> like, technically, like, you fuck. Ah! So he a big montage of him getting his clothes fixed up. Great. This is where they cut his hair and, and they're making yeah clothes now, and stuff like that. Yeah, it goes on. They so shave then Bombo, him. Yep. <laughs> it looks Bombo like they're sitting on a giant pile of semen. Yeah, they are. They are. So then Bombo gives a note to his idiot pigeon and to take to his spies as his son is all mopey on his balcony. And then at night everybody gathers and has dinner with Gulliver who laughs at everything. It isn't funny. My, my. My, my. So then the spies get a note to kill the giant and they get all sad because how the fuck are you going to kill a giant? What are you going to do? Stab it? This is the one interesting thing in this whole movie. The their plot to how they're going to kill him. I thought it actually did have some dramatic like... They don't execute it very well, but, like, I don't know if that's from the original story, if that's something this movie cooked up, but I never th occurred to me that the little pushers might try to fucking kill Gulliver. And how do you do yeah. it? Like, you take his fucking flintlock and try to shoot him. I was like, oh, that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Hey, but before they come up with that idea, we gotta watch a couple nobodies sing and dance. Oh, God, yeah, the fucking, and then, like, wannabe Betty Boop and fucking... And then the... The king dances and Gulliver claps like Brendan Fraser at that award <laughs> ceremony. Oh god, yeah. Well, that's one of the and terrible he... things when you're doing rotoscope. If the actor you're not rotoscoping very well is kind of a shitty actor, it just ends up like, yeah. And then he uses his fingers to dance with the king, and no thank you, uh, I hate it. Uh, I wonder... Fingers did, don't bend like that. Did they already do, like, the Mickey Mouse cartoon where he dances with the gloves that we talked about not that long ago? I wonder if that was already out by yeah, this time they I'm just ripped sure. that off. Um, oh yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah, sure. even that, that again. If they had more time and money, that could have been a funny, interesting sequence, at least by itself. But like it, as it's done here, it's so rushed and it's just it's just noise. It's nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the three spies, two tall, one thin, steal Gulliver's thunder machine, which the town had put on display. Yeah. And then there's a great joke after the party of the king and a couple of other nobodies sleeping at the dinner table and snoring like real real weirdos making sounds. It's all funny, hilarious. Great joke, much laughter. I'm dying. I'm watching it right now as we're, 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 we're talking and I'm just like... <laughs> so then Mr. Rotoscope tucks them in with a tablecloth and then he goes and looks at the sea as he smokes a pipe and... Old dead person warble sings, and then he sings too, something about being it home again. It does sound like even more know, dead whatever. than usual, because it's... Like, I don't think the recording <laughs> equipment was that good, so even by 1939 uh -huh. standards, they already sound like they're dead haunted ghosts from a previous century. And it's, it's like when you take a, a very timely reference, a record player, and you don't turn it on, you just turn the record, and you could barely hear them, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's not coming through the speaker, you just hear the needle going. Exactly, yeah. Or, so, like, or if you had a setup, you could just put it, like, put actual needle in the thing and circle, like, you could actually hear, like, the ghost of the, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So the next day, he carves a boat out of some wood and blows it on the water, and the town is like, yay! Gabby chases him and tells him tall tales about what he did in Skyform. He climbed so high, he bumped his head on the sky, whatever. I don't know, we gotta fill time somehow, and Gabby's because such Because really, a great the story's character. over. It's just pretty much about their attempt to try to kill Gulliver, yeah. 
And Gulliver says, my, my, a lot of him. And the spies are in their hideout working on how to use the gun. And the little spy notices Gulliver's walking a mile away. So they hide the gun and put out the light by hiding it in a barrel and dumping a bunch of hay on top of it. And he's like, he was going to look at that house anyway. The hay catches on fire. Gulliver grabs some water from a pond and dumps it inside. It's like, anybody in there? And they say, nobody in here but us chickens. Buck, buck. The scene's over. Ma, ma. Garbage, <laughs> garbage, pure garbage. <laughs> so. I can't believe still story left. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the prince shows up at night, marveling to the princess about because I guess he wants to get caught. I guess so, yeah. Gabby, Gabby hears him and is like a spy and rushes down and sword fights with him, calling for the guards, and then this lamest sword fight you could imagine happens. So it's kind of like a poorly rotoscoped prince versus cuphead uh, guardsmen. And none yeah. of it looks good. And then suddenly this big get- fucking Monty Python hand comes in. Oh, wait, because you gotta get the hilarious joke that's so good they do it three times of Gabby getting his sword knocked away and still oh, waving yeah, his hand cause... in the air like he's so fucking <laughs> sword. Kids love Gabby. <laughs> you know, when I was oh, growing up, all the man. baby boomers were like, my favorite cartoon character was Gabby from Gulliver's mm-hmm. Travels. That movie so popular went into public domain literally halfway through the premiere showing <laughs> of the film. <laughs> so, yeah, Monty Python hand comes in, blows the guards away, and uh, that happens, and then the hand comes in, grabs the prince, and swooshes him to just the red paste in his hand, and he's like, Cleveland. didn't know my own strength. I would love Gulliver to stand up and, like, do a whole fastball pitch and just throw him into the sun. <laughs> No, he just picks him up, opens his hand, and goes, and just wipes his hand off on his pant leg. He just takes, just flicks flicks the goo out of his palm and goes back to bed. (laughs) So, so, uh, it goes on, and then he he deposits the the prince next to the princess, and... Like, well, no, Gabby's bitching at her, like, oh, you're hiding the spy right now. And then he, the Monty Python hand comes in and grabs her, too. And then a quick scene of the spy saying the giant's a dead duck, just give the word, sending that note to the king on the pigeon, and go over saying to the two, I like to watch. <laughs> and then he's this, I but he doesn't. He says, watch. My giant eye sees all. This is my fetish. And he says, like, he's like, over a song? What the fuck's wrong with you people? Sing the song together. It's a perfect harmony. Even though I have never heard the song. Good job, me. Herp a derp. That's a good <laughs> then, point, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then back to Bumbo saying, kill that giant and we'll attack a thorn. And the bird flies back, but on the way he gets tired and stops to get a drink. And somehow in the middle of nowhere where it's getting a drink, Gabby's there, finds it, reads a note, runs back to the castle screaming about how Bumbo's attacking because it's dawn already. So they all march down to the sea to sing and all together now, all together now. And everybody is saying that's dead. And then they're good. I don't know what all these land people are think they're gonna do. Just be targets for the boats that yeah, obviously have long range weapons on them. Uh, stuff. And they got like pitchforks and torches, whatever. So the bird flies back to the sky, the spy's house, and but he doesn't have the notes. And they're like, "Oh, where is it?" And then and he don't know. But the Gabby, Gabby just has to be okay. walking by, and so they kidnap him and get the note. Yeah, well, before he does that, he also rings a bell and berates Gulliver for not showing up soon enough. Oh, that's like, right, my, yeah. My. 
Yes, sir. My, my. Uh, whatever. Um... <laughs> So they get the note from Gabby. Which, why even have all these machinations? I mean, it's just to pad out the plot. But they still end yeah. up getting the note, so there's no reason why there's that whole, like, subplot anyway, if they just end up with the note. No. And they, it's not like they, no, they should can, understand he, that they're there to kill. I mean, the, the whole reason they stole I, he, they, the gun is... They don't even... They could have... <laughs> Gabby's supposed to be the night watchman. He could have just seen the boats coming. They didn't need him to find the note. Yeah, that's, it's it's just things happening just to pad out the runtime, because, like, the whole last, last third of this act really... Doesn't even need to happen for the story to make sense. It's just, yeah. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just utterances, you know. So they start getting ready to shoot the giant, and Gulliver gets to the beach and is like, Stop! Listen to me! I can end this peacefully! Stop, you guys! The Bumbles boats just pelt him with rocks and arrows, and... So he's like, fucking assholes? Gulliver drops his pants there. and just shits in the water. <laughs> and that's enough to dissuade him, because it's essentially biochemical warfare what at that would you? Oh my gosh, the sight of a... Like, if you were a lily foot in size, just the, the sight of a man <laughs> just dropping trap and spreading his butt cheeks in front of you. He just... Watching that happen. He just threatens to forever poison that entire sea if they don't back off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it, 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 one ad, then one actual master... Uh, master uh, 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 semen just fires one cannonball right, in, right into his butt and seals it forever, and suddenly mm -hmm. King Bomba wins. And oh god, yeah. So <sighs> does this happen in the original um, story? I, this this seems familiar. This image of I, Gulliver pulling yeah. all the boats. So he just says "fuck you guys." He pull, he grabs all their anchors, and mm -hmm. so like that and lets him just them. like pulls them back to shore, and he's like "fuck you." Although they can still keep on shooting while they're dragging the boats. But yeah. no one thinks to, even though they essentially like that, just means a Gulliver's ass is hanging out in front of all these boats. They can well, do whatever they want yeah, to his butt, but he he gassed him out, so it's all good. <laughs> so they've uh, all been the knocked unconscious. He just with every move, you just hear a fucking little twip come out of his butt cheeks as it's slipping apart. Yeah, slosh. So, <laughs> so the prince and oh, princess. God. See, uh, the Gulliver's gun getting set up on top of a hill, rolled to the hillside to shoot Gulliver, and the prince says, Wait here, Gloria! That's his voice? Yeah. Did you- <laughs> They decided, like, he sings like, Forever, but then he speaks, and he goes, Hey, wait here, Gloria! I almost wonder if what one of those you, things where they never doing? expected the prince to actually speak, so the, like, one of the directors had to, like, ADR very quickly, like, <laughs> Oh my god, when his head's turned, we have to hear him say, Say something, because he's gonna run away. Audience doesn't understand mm -hmm. what he's doing, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. So he rides his horse, and the spies load the gun, and then as they shoot it, he grabs the front of it, making it miss, and they fall off the cliff together. Him and the gun. Oh no, he's down on the ground. He's on land there. He might be dead. Oh no, Mr. Rotoscope comes over, picks him up. His bumbo's sad, be like David, and jumping off the boat, and these. And the giant scolds everyone for being over a stupid song. It sucks ass anyway, and you made the princess cry. Look, she, she's sad. But he was only fooling him. He because, says, psych. Yeah, because he's he got the princess's body down. in his hand. The two fucking birds come up, mm -hmm. and the birds are, like, holding a funeral on his thumb. And then suddenly, mm -hmm. halfway through fucking Gulliver talking about all this shit, they go from, like, being super sad and about to eat a gun... And then suddenly they're like, oh my god, oh! And they're yeah. so super happy, and it's all just like... And then fucking Gulliver winks at them, and it's just... I hate this well, fucking I did, movie. Oh I, I'll, I'll make it the screen art for the thing, but I did make, 
manage to capture the birds making a face exactly as uh, my thoughts, our thoughts on this film. Yeah. Like, if, when you watch it, they look like how you feel. I, I should go back and redraw some podcasting headphones and microphones in front of them. That would be awesome. That'd be great. Oh, God, yeah. But... Uh, he alive, and then they're like, Hey, listen to them sing your songs together. And forever, forever, everybody's happy because the songs were together. They did a great match, whatever. The spy cuts Gabby out of the bag, he stuffed him in, and then Gabby beats him up. It's a great joke. And then later, two kings christen a boat. And the Chris and the Gulliver, and they sing the send the giant on his way as Gabby and the Dom Spy cry together. And I'm sure he'll survive on the open ocean on this tiny ass boat. It is a tiny See, ass boat, like he's got no supplies. Let's See you in hell, Gulliver. <laughs> I can't imagine why the studio didn't outlive Disney. Well, and Gulliver's last words are he turns a little pushes and says, Good luck surviving World War Two. And then he sails off into the sunset and roll credits. That's the end of Gulliver's Travels. Oh my uh-huh. god, yeah. But it's um, not the end of it's not the end of Gabby, because they made eight shorts with that are motherfucker. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh my you can god. find them all on YouTube. I didn't make it through them. Uh, That's how bad they are. There's a whole short of him trying to change some random baby's diaper. Which are the two he worst? He just finds in a baby carriage on the street, and he's like, I gotta change this baby's diaper. Does it take place in, like, the same town? It's not like they moved him to, like, uh-huh, Irving. there's cause... the same, yep, same king and everything. Wow. Wow. I, was, I guess I wonder if they're in color and everything, too. Yep, Gabby. they were. It's not, yep, I wonder if Gabby. they went in, like, they, they assumed Gabby was gonna become their new star, like, while making it, so that's yes, why they, they featured him so much. Because I can't imagine there being much demand after the movie came out, like, oh, we need more of that Gabby to happen. Because oh, we love no, Gabby. Heavens, no. <laughs> uh, Gabby. So, which terrible. are the two worst things to happen in 1939? Mm. Uh, Hitler invading Poland and starting World War II, <laughs> or Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> well, I mean, Gulliver's Travels didn't get anybody killed that we know of. Not that we know of. I'm sure someone died as a result of this film, even if it's just mm-hmm. one of the people who worked on it just saw the finished product and shot themselves. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Um, That was bad. That was really <laughs> bad. It was just boring. It was, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's not like that. T- it's not like angry video game nerd bad where you can make a whole, like, long no. ranting video. It's funny because I did see if went to go see if there's any YouTuber videos about this. It's just how bad it is. It's not like you can't even do it like a fucking screamo angry video YouTube video about this movie. You, like, there's I don't no. think there's like a nostalgia critic video about this because there's not that much to talk about, but. It's still no, unless boring. you had those, unless you had those cheap ass DVDs with eighteen <laughs> cartoons on one DVD, God. you didn't. You're not gonna see this. I wonder if there were ever <sighs> any real Gulliver's Travels fans as a result of this. I'm sure there's some old lady I mean, eating Werther's original still watching this to this day. But I mean, uh, there's people who are fans of anything you grow up on as a kid. You're gonna have anything. Like, people there's... who like the ori- who think they like the original Thundercats. Ah. So, the original Thundercats were that bad. I'd still take the Thundercats over this. Um, well, yeah, but they were garbage. You know what? It, although, if you're, you actually, it's fine to be a Thundercats fan, but if you're a Silverhawks fan, that's when you need to reconsider mm, your, your options. Because yeah. a sexy metal family flying through space. Why did they ever think that was going to be a good idea? <laughs> anyway, shut up. Because they could all have instruments. Did you, you ever know? see the Silverhawks? 
Because they had their own. Of course they did. They tried to do like these chrome plated action figures, which actually kind I of had some cool of the idea, action figures. Like, I like I liked the villain. He was one of my favorite what was toys the growing up. He had a big. He had a head that would change, and sometimes it was a big orange spike. Oh man, I don't remember you could that at all. The, you could flip the head back and forth, okay. and I played with that toy so much until his chest like fell apart. Yeah, I, I just remember there's like the one blue cra uh, bluegrass guy who would play guitar, yeah. and he seemed kind of cool. But uh, all of actual family members all seemed like idiots. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was Gulliver's Travels. It sure so, but that, 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 I still do think that was worth checking out because that's going to give more interesting yeah. context as we move into the future. Especially like, I did, I did, what's your? I'm wondering what. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask. Like, what's the next uh, Disney project? It's it's Pinocchio after this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's going to put Pinocchio in. Like, like, like I think I think Pinocchio is okay, but like, especially after having just seen Snow White, that definitely makes Snow White seem much better in retrospect. No, and this is the kind of competition yeah. Disney had at the time. And yeah, I was gonna say, I wonder what, how we would have like felt about Snow White after watching if we had. Watched that would have been interesting. And... I don't. I, although I think we still would have thought Gulliver's Travels was as bad. I think I, our estimation of Snow White would have been a little bit better. But I mean, Snow White still has its share of like old 1930s, like yeah. And like yeah, they they still have their own share of rotoscoping and stuff on that too, but. At least you can see the bones of the foundation of the future of Disney being stronger than whatever was it with the, with the Fleischer Brothers. Because the Fleischer Brothers really only had Betty Boop and Popeye. They had Coco the Clown at the start and they stopped using him. But like, really, yeah, Fleischer Brothers, they just didn't have the... They just didn't have the focus or the talent. I mean, I saw one of the quotes about this movie was Walt Disney after he saw Gulliver's Travels. He was like... I think our if we just made a movie with just all of our second string animators would be better than this, and like that yeah. ain't like yeah even if it, the fucking janitorial department at the Disney Studios could have put <laughs> together a better animated film than than the the best top professionals at the Fleischer Brothers studio. And again, it's it's not totally fair to judge this movie that harshly because it was thrown together in less than eighteen months, and yeah. so it's not like the Fleischer Brothers working at the top of their game. But mm -hmm. would you ever want to do Mr. Bug Goes to Town just to see what what their last? I don't big know. Major... I was gonna ask that too. What year did that come out? Because a couple of years later, I think it was smack dab in the middle of World War II. But I think that was a thing where they were mm. more. They actually had more time and energy and. I f I feel like it's something I might watch on my own. Yeah, because I, I don't even know if I, you could find I, a copy. Actually, I should look on a, uh, on on YouTube right now to see if there's even a YouTube copy available because. As as uh, obscure as Gulliver's Travels can seem to be, I think Mr. Bug Goes to Town is even more so. Mr. Bug yeah. Goes to Town. Gulliver's Travels I had heard of, but Mr. Bug Goes to Town. Oh, Mr. Bug, yeah, there's a couple. There's actually there's two at least two separate copies of Mr. Bug Goes to Town, and they're both yeah. like only like they're just like Gulliver's Travel. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, nineteen. Hey, you know what I can say. One, one nice thing I could say about this movie... Oh no, there's a blackface bug! The first oh, thing I scan yeah. to is in the middle so, of the... Oh, Jesus know, H. Christ. Which fits right in with what I was about to say. The one nice thing I could say about this movie is there's no racism in it. The but I first... guess they had to fix that with the next one, huh? Mr. Bug, he's all blackface. He's like standing up on top of like a hill. Oh, he knocks... Oh, I just, I just jump back forward. What happens? Mr. Bug... He there's a cigar that gets ashed onto him, and because the ashes give him blackface, and so oh, oh so cr literally the that was 
Such a common gag back then. Oh like, my god. Oh, yuck. I wonder if that's yuck because they already knew that blackface was old timey and going out of fashion. And so the j joke became not so much blackface of itself, but like, oh no, something made him look like he's in blackface, so that's kind of funnier. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Fleischer Brothers, eat my ass. That was just funny, because I've always been one of the biggest Fleischer Brothers defenders. I think they're, pot, they're Superman shorts, which I think were made after this, mm, were yeah. good. But, yeah. and like, not so rotoscopy as, like, I guess they kind of learned their lessons a little bit from this, too, because I think even the, the, the Superman stuff is not, and there's, I still think there's rotoscope, but it's not quite as, they didn't rely on it as hard as they did with Gulliver in this thing. But again, that may have just been, like, a time issue where, like, it was faster to trace all the cells rather than it was to, like, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, no, I, yes. th I, th I thought this project was a good idea, even though I hated the film itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's always interesting to see, like, to put into perspective what things were like back then, like, comparing yeah. what cause what's considered to be a masterpiece of animation, whatever, yeah, history, compared to what was going on at the time. If we're going mean, to keep what, on seeing I, what else was going on in animation at the time, this is justification to check in some uh, uh, Looney Tune shorts or something like that, too. Yeah, but I, I there weren't a lot of places doing full-length animation, so... Seriously. Yeah, I'm trying to think... I mean, think... it's not like our selection is going to be huge. Yeah. Well, there was... Oh, God, you have, like, Alibaba and the 43 years or whatever the fucking... There was... Mm. I, I, now that Snow White has... was the first one, there's more coming. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess we could have... Like, even up to this... And this is actually 1939. This is right in the point where, like, a lot of the... The classic Looney Tunes characters are being invented. So if you ever wanted to, like, yeah, check in and see what's going at the Warner Brothers studio, this would not be the worst time either. So, but yeah, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of Looney Tunes shorts. Uh, the, did you did you buy those like Blu-ray box sets that came out like a decade ago? No. Nah. The the Diamond Collection. I've got all that stuff repped. So if you ever need, aside from the podcast, if you ever need that stuff, I can throw it up on a Dropbox or something like that. Mm. Oh my god, but yeah, so that's that was definitely interesting. That was that was a look over the fence into seeing what was going on in the other neighbor's yard in terms of the animation industry. It turns out just they were see fucking the neighbor dog. taking a <laughs> well, while another neighbor just taking a huge dump right on the barbecue. I get the idea that everyone who was at Disney, no matter which neighbor's yard you were looking at, it was a neighbor fucking his dog, taking a shit in his own yard, beating his <laughs> children. Like, nothing was going uh -huh. well for anyone except, except for the Looney Tunes, because they were smoking Beth and having sex with the mailman. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were having a good time, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, everyone else is like, oh, we're giving up. Because this is also, like, yeah, this is, the, this is the kind of time where, like, Disney and, and Warner Brothers start pulling ahead of everyone else, where, like, Disney's their specialty becomes, like, the animated features. And um, I guess I partially it's also just because the strike of 1941 happens soon that Disney himself the dude not just the studio uh, disney walt disney himself loses interest in the short so much just as 1941 is right when we're warner brothers like 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 bugs bunny and daffy duck really coming into their own as, as cartoon characters so they kind of like become the default funny shorts um mm -hmm. i mean disney still keeps producing their own shorts for for decades after this but like that's where you kind of see like the specialization of each studio really coming to to the forefront where yeah, Disney features versus you know, Warner Brothers shorts becomes like the big thing. But my pants hurt. Yeah. I just don't want to think about Gulliver ever again. I hate and that Gulliver story is so dumb. At least every adaptation I've ever seen. And maybe it's just yeah. because they focus and the, the only gag is like, 
He's big and they're little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that story so much more interestingly now because people people actually eat vitamins and don't eat asbestos these days, so you can come up with other ideas <laughs> that's not just like, let's redo yeah. Gulliver's Travels for the umpteenth time. Include the scene with the one person in town who's like, I want Gulliver to eat me. That, that one fetish guy? That should be... Yeah. I want to go back in time and make it so that's like a part of the They're original like, book so everyone feels obligated to include that one character <laughs> his fetish is being chopped alive by Gulliver. They're like, oh, poor Jimmy, yeah. you're always... I'm assuming... Always talking about being eaten. <laughs> I'm assuming the only reason that Ted Dance and Gulliver's Travel ever happened because, like, the NBC studio executive who grew up eating asbestos, that asbestos still made him want to adapt... <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, even in even 1996, he's like 400 years old. But yeah, yeah. only Somebody, Mr. Burns another, caliber I, old men are care about Gulliver's Travels. Another another Lilliputin's like that's disgusting. You, he's not gonna eat you. That's gross. I do want him to step on me though. Just my him. wife wants to drown just in a pool of just... his cum. <laughs> Actually, there's probably another guy who wants. Yeah, he wants his whole body shoved up Gulliver's ass. Oh yeah. I can see there's a whole sex pervert club of pervos just trying to come up with weird ways to take advantage of. Oh god, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Somebody and they eventually formed Deviant. There has to be an adaptation, like either in comics or something, where it's a lady Gulliver, and oh, it's all absolutely. like, I want to live in her vagina. I want to live on a big old titty. Oh god, absolutely. No, I don't think about that, yeah. But you did, and you made us think about it, too, so thanks a lot. That's the image I found a long time ago. It's one of the things, the first things I posted on Twitter, everyone got upset at me about. Where it was like, somebody was into both Nala from The Lion King, and also gigantic version of Nala. And she was like, farting on New York City? (laughs) It's this terrible, like, MS Paint drawing of Nala from The Lion King, like, crushing New York City and farting on it. And like, Perfect. Wonderful. And you can totally tell someone had furiously masturbated to this drug while they were working on it. And well, no, it wasn't even oh. like it was. It was a photograph of New York City with MS Paint Nala on top of it. Mm. So it was even better. It was like, you know what? That's that's the height of being an artist. If you can if you can make a per- terrible piece of art on purpose that tricks people into thinking it was a product of some pervert, but no, you're just fucking with people. That should be a whole like genre mm-hmm. of internet artwork into itself. Yeah. God damn. Anyway, what are we talking about? This, this some, episode it, needed... Somebody's gonna be into it. This episode needed to be five minutes long, and now we've actually gone over for an hour. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. What's next? What we are we doing? We went on some... Sin- I don't know. What are we doing? What are we... Oh, my... Are, was that the end are, of Awful April? I think so. Oh, shit! That's... Wow, we did end up ending it... T- I love the fact that we... I mean, granted, we didn't stick to Awful April as much as we usually do, what well, we barely did. Because the world's awful enough, we didn't need to pile on with extra awful stuff on top of it this year. But I do like the fact that we actually managed to end it with something that was suitably awful, and mm-hmm. also still tangentially connected to the Disney through the decades half of the podcast. Which, yeah. I guess maybe the next pick should be mine, I guess? I think. Yeah, whatever you want, if you want. God, I didn't it's even... up to you. Man, have you ever seen The Little Princess? The 90s one? Yeah, I saw that 30th anniversary I think that's I've coming seen up. Chunks? Uh, I just, I just I I found that in the internet. Is that the dumpster. one where her parents like die at the beginning? Is that what it is? I don't know. Or, I, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the hidden garden or the secret that's, garden. You know what? Whatever. That's what I was thinking of. And this no. is something else. It's one of the first movies that Alphonse Cuaron ever made. The guy who made um, 
like Gravity and the the third Harry Potter movie and stuff, and I've heard good things. I was looking up to see like what's with the anniversaries of movies coming out soon. Um, man, I was gonna do Top Gun this summer because the sequel was coming out, but that's not happening anytime soon. Mm. I'm still thinking about doing Blazing Saddles sometimes. I have some ideas. For some I want to do something fun though. I don't know yeah. if that means, like, doing another episode where we talk about something we've seen before or what, but... I don't know. It seems like we're in the mood mm -hmm. for something good and fun, though. Yeah. We'll figure out something. We got we got a week to figure things out, so... Or maybe we'll just talk yeah. about Animal Crossing some more. <laughs> we need some good... I'm, I'm supposed to be in Disneyland right now. Yeah, when was that supposed to happen? Was that supposed to be right now? Right now! Right now! Because <laughs> you, yeah. you were back in February, you were asking me, like, Oh, Bill, what can we pick up from Disneyland for you? Yeah. At least you weren't planning on getting married or giving birth to a second child this summer, because that's that seems to be a lot of other people's problems right now. So, mm. man, I know yeah, a couple yeah. people no. are supposed to be giving births uh, pretty soon, and the idea of like giving birth in a hospital with all the shit that's going on right now sounds like an extra oof a do. But it's... no, yeah. but we just sat at home and watched Culver's Travels. <laughs> I'm <instead>. so sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys lose any money it's by so not going good. to Disneyland? No, they, everybody, everybody was like, changed their um, like cancellation and rescheduling policy. Oh, okay, good. Because yeah, you guys were right on the cusp where I could see you guys were probably having throwing down, just throwing down money for like hotel reservations and stuff like that. Yeah. Which hotel good. were you guys gonna stay at? Uh, offsite. Yeah, offsite. Man, yeah. I still want to go stay at the fucking California in the most expensive one because it's all like, mm, that place looks fucking cool. I just don't want to. I don't want to go to Disneyland. I just want to stay at the Californian. Yeah, we went to the buffet there. Yeah, so pretty the good. Yeah, it's a swanky. Do they ass charge place for the buffet? buffet? Like you, like it's not just part of like the, the yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, because it, yeah. it's a character buffet. So oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, do they have characters unique to different hotels? Um, like yeah. Because I don't the, know if the California the, would be because it's California. They're all know. kind of like they're all kind of um um not Boy Scout, but like. Like forest. That's what I'm saying. I can see it being like the country bears or Well no, the characters are wearing like country themed stuff. Like there's Chip and Dale, oh, okay. maybe Mickey, um, like characters like that, the average one. If you want weird obscure characters, you go to uh um uh the breakfast at uh uh the plaza inn. Yeah. Which which is had like I, we we met uh, when we went last time. We met uh, Captain Hook there, the Fairy Godmother from Cinderella, okay. Max from a Goofy movie. Really? Was that uh, that yeah. was a foam rubber outfit, right? It wasn't just a guy wearing like a dog nose. Oh no, it was a dog nose. It was just terrifying. No, it was a foam. <laughs> okay, rubber. yeah. Uh, yeah. Those characters are never like. I'm assuming the princesses are all face characters. But it's not like, yeah, it's never... Yeah. Um, uh, Cinderella's grandmother's, uh... Uh, the fairy godmother is, uh... She's a face character? Uh, like, not, like, foam rubber? A face character. Yeah, okay. Okay. That stuff, uh, what, how, yeah, the, how, how they decide which characters are gonna be face characters. We mentioned this before on the podcast, but yeah, that's always yeah. interesting to me. And um, there's, like, a princess meet-and-greet breakfast food thing you could do that's, like, a couple hundred dollars just to go to it. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Never gonna happen. Um, man, <laughs> it's making me think of what, like, the Fleischer Brothers failed amusement park would have been like, where it's just, like, it would have just been Betty Boop, Popeye, and, and, well, and fucking <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, just, like, in, <laughs> in a tiny parking lot in, like, Newark, New Jersey, 
just... But Betty Boop would have been like the Simpsons episode where the Pep Boy guys jump down and their heads scrape on the ground because their fucking heads so You know what? And they don't it. have enough money to get, like, how to make a them suit. Heads. So they just find a lady who grew up eating even more asbestos than most people did at the time. So she grew up with, like, mm. anaphylactic giant head that she has to keep propped up with sticks. And she's like, mm -hmm. boop, boop, da, boop. And they get a like, they get a, like, say it right. Yeah, they get an old guy who's <laughs> like, eight, they get a like a crippled old guy who just talks like this because that's how he talks. Because he had lung cancer mm -hmm. and had to remove his vocal cords. And mm. then uh, they just get Gulliver who just stands really close to you so he looks bigger. Oh, it's, okay. it's just the guy in pantyhose saying, my, my. My, my. <laughs> and he gets mm -hmm. really up in your face. And that's the whole yeah. amusement park. Sounds great. I can't wait to go. Yay. Okay, we should wrap this up. Yeah, we'll be back next week with well. something. Something. If you guys have ideas know, or much. suggestions, you maybe we'll talk about. He's... I don't know. Stuff. I don't know. He's Mother on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Toddy Podcast on Twitter. ToddyPodcast.com. Go check out Mudrin's Patreon. Go give him money. It's Patreon.com. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put up another post yeah. about the Simpsons map, uh, specifically about. Yeah. Oh god, what was the what was I posting about? I just got finished drawing the speedway uh, with Truckosaurus, mm. but that wasn't the post part of the Patreon post. I yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the, the mini the the mini golf windmill, and you can see Marge and, and Homer just I going do have the mini golf inside. I do have the mini golf courses all laid out. I don't know if it's gonna be enough detail that you can see them fuck it because that that's where they can see <laughs> part right. Yeah. Is that Lisa? Well, they also go back and and when on the episode where they're uh, they like to get it on in public places, they go. Back Wait, what? There. That's a thing. Uh huh. Wait, was that a Golden Age era episode, or am I just losing my mind? It's it's, it's like a near the tail end of Golden Age. It has one of my favorite jokes where uh, Homer and Marge hide in a hot air balloon because they lose their clothes. I don't think I saw that one. And then. <laughs> Then Homer, there's uh, one of those giant mega churches, and it's they're like, give thanks for our new, our new glass ceiling, and Homer gets drunk <laughs> along it. Good. Okay, yeah. He's like, oh my ass. I love Eddie Simpson's joke where it's suddenly cut away to something that shouldn't exist, just to, so they can expose and humiliate one of the characters even more. Um, yeah. I just saw something the other day. Somebody was posting about how, I guess Marge Simpson they put in Playboy when like the Simpsons movie oh, yeah. came out. And they actually drew, you didn't see that? like, they actually had professional Simpsons artists drawing, like, fucking Marge Simpson nipples. Yep. I was like, oh my god, I never even, cons Jesus Christ, yeah, no. I, mean, I guess you can see yeah. Bart's penis in the in the Simpsons movie, but. Yeah. yeah. I guess a recent episode revealed that Bart didn't get circumcised until, like, season 30. <laughs> All right, Which, we gotta, how did they have an stop. episode about, you know they ran out of <laughs> material and it's, there's a whole episode about Bart getting circumcised. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All we right. Need to get well, out of here. anyway, yeah. Go if you want more of that amazing. <laughs> we'll do a Simpsons commentary for the next episode or something like that. Christ Almighty. Yeah. We're gonna take down talking Simpsons. We're gonna beat them at their own game. Yeah. Good luck with that. There. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. My well, my. What my, a what a my. field of shit this episode turned out to be. <laughs> uh, big yep, until fucking next time. Gulliver's travel-sized turd. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep filling your holes with pop culture. So I love everybody. Take care, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye.
Go ahead, say something. One, two, three, four. Get your mother on the floor and kick him till he doesn't get up anymore. Something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Celebratory, customary. Soda pop. My teethies hurt. Soda pop. Only my teethies hurt. Oh no. I didn't see someone posted today. Well, the first time you do a celebration in Animal Crossing, <laughs> it's the mo, the mo happy mo celebration thing. And when you've done it for the upteenth time, it's like, oh, here's the shit. Um, yep. Did I do the celebration for the reopening of the museum? I don't know. I can't remember. Does the look outside look different at all? You know what? It doesn't seem to, and I noticed last night that okay. there seemed to be lights on the museum on the outside at night, and I can't remember if that's the way it was before. It doesn't seem mm. the building itself is any different. I don't know. Oh my god. What time is this? It's already almost 10.30. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, sorry. No, 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 no. They're just, uh... Um... I... That first 15 minutes while I was waiting for you kind of flew by. I just fired up Animal Crossing, and I thought I only spent five minutes. I guess that was more like 15 minutes. That... That's a time sink more than I always... Have remember because <laughs> it doesn't right. seem like you're doing that much in animal crossing but like just doing simple errands just like checking the beaches you know that could take a couple minutes it's not just like yeah, yeah not nothing yeah i don't i might it was raining on my island today i don't gotta water shit oh yeah i didn't think about that i'm trying to do more of the <laughs> I mean, today's episode is just gonna be an animal crossing podcast <laughs> uh i'm i'm trying to well, because uh, the new Nook store Crossbreed. opened. Crossbreed. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't. It was that Leaf. Did you get Leaf show up in your town yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Leaf yeah. Uh, showed up in my town, and he was selling roses, and that's the first time I had access to roses oh. in the game. And so I bought a whole bunch of roses, and I looked up a crossbreeding guide online, and it seems that, like, all you need are the base roses that he sells, the white, red, and yellow. And so I bought a mm. bunch of that, and I found an empty patch of dirt in the upper northern end of my town, and I set it up. To, according to the guy, that's going to let me crossbreed all the different rose variations. Mm -hmm. um, which, I'm assuming you don't get anything interesting. I wonder if there must be some cr crazy rose variations that are needed in crafting later, but... Yes, uh, you need a gold watering can to get the gold rose. Oh, really? Because I... <laughs> I was at a friend's friend's village yesterday, and they had gold roses, and I plucked the shit out of that. I mean, I didn't steal the roses. I took, hopefully, they grow That's back. That's the hardest flower to get in the game. But I know, and I got it. Well, I got the roses. You know, I can't grow them, but I've got, like, I can wear it in my hair. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> I'm assuming well, at least it can, it can grow, grow back. back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't take, like, a year and a half to grow back, but... Uh, I don't know if are we recording this should this be the opening to this week's podcast? It's no. probably more interesting than the actual thing that we're talking about. In the very All least, right. I might cut this off and put this at the end. Oh yeah. god. Anyway, uh you want us to do, we wanna do the show? Yeah, let's do that show. Let's do this shit. Okay. <laughs> 